At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's move on to our QB1 segment. All right, so Justin Fields had his second straight Strong game in the air. It certainly helped that DJ Moore was there to throw to and to make the most and have his own career night. 230 receiving yards, 80% of the Bears' uh, output in the passing game. Dan, I can't believe that as the Vikings get ready to come to town on Sunday that Kirk Cousins leads the NFL with 13 touchdown passes, but Justin Fields is one of four quarterbacks in second place with 11. Four of those came against the Washington Commanders. This was a big night for Justin Fields, his second straight big statistical game. This time, he did not have the turnovers. This time, I think he could left, leave feeling very good about what he did on the field. Eight of those touchdown passes, David, came in a five-day span. Obviously, reopens the door to imagine to imagine that this is a uh, significant moment in a, in a young quarterback's development and growth process. Now we have to see what he backs it up with and how the consistency goes from week to week to week, how you handle success, how you handle failure has been impressive. And now you got to string some, some um, games together. What, what was terrific during my rewatch on uh, of this game was just how in control and in the flow of everything, the quarterback and the offense were in the first half. They put up 307 total yards in the first half against the Commanders. scored 27 points. You and I talked forever about this team's inability to score 21 points in a game. They got 27 before halftime and did so in convincing fashion, scored on every single drive of the first half. And you saw a quarterback, David, from the first drive uh, through the end of the first half that just was locked in and making big plays. Now, look, I'm not going to grade on a curve because D.J. Moore elevated the performance. That's why you got D.J. Moore. You went and got him a legitimate number one threat so that he could he could lift the quarterback in moments where the quarterback needed to be lifted and the quarterback could lift him in, in ways that uh, you know he, he needed to be lifted as well. Awesome night for those two guys together. And it started on the very first 
uh, series, you know, with the 58 yarder on third and nine and then a third and 14 touchdown pass. It's just a, a, an absolutely tremendous performance by that group. First category defining moment is one of those plays yours. Yeah, no question. It's it, for me. It starts with the the touchdown, the, the start of the game. You could go with the fifty eight yard or a couple plays before where DJ Moore put that nasty uh, double move on Benjamin St. Juice. But the, the the touchdown for me was it was Fields selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast in control of the moment you know it's third and 14 there you want to make sure you walk out of there with at least a field goal but that doesn't mean you get gun shy and it doesn't mean you don't take a, a, a look at a window where your top receiver is running. It doesn't mean you don't try to manipulate the safeties on the back end with, with your vision. Justin played that play perfectly. And he ripped the throw that in my opinion, three weeks ago, he's not making for whatever reason, when we're sitting there up in the press box going, throw it, throw it, throw it. And then it doesn't come out here. It was boom, boom, bam. It's out. It's in DJ Moore's hands. It's a touchdown. You felt the entire energy of the group rise with that scoring drive bears remember they won the coin toss and chose to take the ball you go down and you back up that confident decision from your coaching staff with a touchdown drive and a touchdown pass like that it's a defining moment in my opinion well that's where i was going to go i think that's a good inclusion because to me the defining moment for the night was and i'll I'll pair these maybe i should start i'll go with my defining moment the last touchdown pass the last touchdown pass was uh, the the fifty six yarder to DJ Moore with four nine yeah. left it, the, to seal it the dagger whatever you want to call it, but it was also the end of sort of the the lull that occurred and you started to wonder like here we go again oh man Luke Getze do not fall into this trap and that was more aggressive waking up to the way that the Bears had approached the entire night the defining moment of the night was actually the coin flip when they said. <laughs> We want the ball because we are going to, and what they basically said was we're going to attack. We are confident in our offense and we're going to get a lead. And then the last touchdown kind of related to that followed through. So opening statement, closing statement, both strong in the sense of that they were going to seize the opportunity. And I think that's important for an offense that built on the conf, built on the momentum that was created against the Broncos and continued to come out with that sort of aggressive mindset that was evident early and then when it needed to be late. 
what a delightful rewatch for once. You know, you're like, man, is this what it was like in Green Bay for 30 years that every Monday they got to go back and and <laughs> look at video of, of a high powered <laughs> like you just see how the other half lives and you're like, man, right. I would I would love this to be part of the new norm. You know, if, if they can continue this on and build on what they're doing right now instead of instead of regressing like we've seen so many times. So there weren't many down moments for Justin Fields, but did you have an uh oh moment? That yeah. So my uh oh moment is what we talked about earlier. It's just the attrition in the backfield. And the reason it's my uh oh moment, and, and we talked about the throw to Khalil Herbert that that winds up with him having an ankle sprain. It's not just uh oh because the throw wasn't great. It's uh oh because now you're 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 testing the depth of your running back room. And what worries me and why I say uh oh to that is if it opens the temptation for you to overuse Justin Fields as a runner on design quarterback runs and exposes him to more potential hits and possible injuries. That could be one uh-oh side to having your running back depth depleted because it could put more on the legs of Justin Fields, which we're trying to to keep that in a healthy place. And I think they have the last few weeks. It just, it gets you into to uh-oh territory really quickly. Related to that, the only time you really said uh-oh was when Jonathan Allen picked up and body <laughs> slammed Justin Fields. You don't want to expose him to those kind of moments, even though, it was one of those things where uh, I'm surprised there wasn't a flag. You, it, I think in 15 other games and 28 other quarterbacks, 29 other quarterbacks, you're probably going to get a flag there. He picked him up. His feet were off the ground and he threw him in the turf. <laughs> He's so hard that when he rolled, he knocked over Nate Davis and Nate Davis fell on top of him too. So you're like, Oh, what's going on there? And I don't know if it was something that, because he's a big guy and because he inflicts his own share of punishment when he's running the ball, that referees tend to look at things a little differently when it's Justin Fields. But here we go again. It was well, like one of these things where that could have been – it was. It seemed like more than a football play on a quarterback. Great tackle if it's a running back, but it wasn't. Well, so this is, this is an interesting topic of conversation. And I'd like to kind of do my own homework on this in the coming days. It's just – had Justin converted himself from a thrower into a runner at that point, which then kind of changes the way they officiate it. Once you have committed to being a runner of the football, you're, you're afforded less protection when, when guys are trying to tackle you. Now, if he's standing in the pocket and Jonathan Allen does the exact same thing, I think he gets flagged for unnecessary roughness, but Justin had tucked and he was running forward. And I think that's one of those things where, where it's, it's a really thin line for officials on trying to decide, uh, you know, what to call and what not to call. But I think that is something to keep, keep in the back of your head that once you have converted into a runner they are allowed to do more to you than you are if you're standing back there throwing the football fair enough good point nice distinction but and he may have converted from a quarterback to a running back but the only way that he was going to get a flag was probably if he had converted into Patrick Mahomes Joe Burrow or Jalen Hurts <laughs> or Josh Allen because I'll tell you what if those guys got body slammed like that there would be a flag and I'm not being provincial and I'm not a cheerleader but I do think that you get the calls when you are those guys that Justin Fields doesn't get for whatever reason, maybe because he's not as accomplished yet. But I think I can't imagine a scenario where Patrick Mahomes gets taken, lifted off his feet, piled, drived into the ground, and there is no flag. No, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to dispute that with you. I think – for my purposes, I think there is a distinction to be made when you're a runner versus a thrower. I think you're right in saying that that nine times out of ten, the guys that have established themselves as the faces of the league um, have been benefits, uh, beneficial of those calls. Um, yeah, interesting. And I mean, interesting topic and interesting to keep tabs on going forward because I, I, I do think that, that he's a hard player to officiate because he is so dangerous as a runner that you can't completely neuter an opposing defense when when he's trying to run. 
All right. We talked about a lot of other things on the bright side. Unless you wanted to add it a positive, we'll get to our key number. My key number, well, we can tie them together. The on the bright side and, and my key number is 307. It's 307 yards in the first half of a football game. Like wow. what? Like I got the halftime box and I was like, wait a second. Is this last week's final? You know what I mean? You're not used to seeing those numbers associated with the Bears offense. And like I said, it was just so fluid. It was just so rhythmic. It was so in control in the first half. Um, I mentioned this on WSCR on Monday. The, the second drive of the game was my favorite drive of the first half. And the reason why it, it only resulted in a field goal and it stalled at the four when Cole Komet stopped a yard short of the, the first down, but there were so many little things that were done well and so many things that went right. You know, you've got a designed quarterback run on a, on a read option wrinkle that, that they got Justin out on. There's a, a pass to Robert Tunyon that is a very short game, but it's just quick, decisive, ball on target, ball on time. There's a smoke screen to DJ Moore that, that the ball is thrown in the exact right spot so that you know, it's not high in a way where DJ's got to adjust to it. And now the defensive back sheds his block and takes you down for a gain of one. It gets out for, for a gain of nine. You get a tush push on that series and you get you get a first down with a, a well-executed sneak, which would have been very timely the week before against Denver. Big run by Khalil Herbert. There's a, a tight end screen to, to Cole Komet. Now that one was a lucky break that the Bears got a bunch of on Thursday night because that ball got punched out and Cole was somehow able to basically recover the fumble with his with his thighs, it seemed like under that pile there. Um, and then, you, you know, you just, you just had uh, a whole bunch of plays where it was simple done well, you know, and how many times David, have we talked about them botching the simple and then, you know, there was a throwaway. Justin Fields had a throwaway on that drive too, where you go, okay, instead of a seven yard loss, the ball went out of bounds and, and you, you weren't behind the sticks. And so it's, it's just beautiful to watch. I, I would advise you go back and look at it just for the, the, from the standpoint of like, this is fundamentals. This is crisp execution. This is the, the fruits of that. I think that they grasped common sense. It seemed to, I mean, it was, they did the common sensible thing uh, time and again, that had been lacking a lot. I, I think that's a good one. My, my key number would be 158.3, and that is the passer rating on throws between Justin Fields and DJ Moore, <laughs> 27 of 34 for 531 yards. That, to me, underscores what the identity of this offense is becoming. It's becoming an explosive pass-oriented offense, which I don't think, yeah, maybe we didn't see coming, and I don't know how sustainable it is because as defenses evolve, the Bears are going to have to adjust, but – What's happened is that DJ Moore catching 230 yards uh, worth of uh, receiving yards is it, it, remarkable. It was historic, the biggest output since Al Alshon Jeffrey, the second highest in Bears history. And Justin Fields is in that moment either they're complimenting each other, but we talk about him all the time needing to be a multiplier, needing to be the kind of guy that – and by doing that, it's by giving DJ Moore a chance to make plays and trusting him to do that. That's what happened. So all things seem possible with this offense when DJ Moore is the target of so many Justin Fields passes. And so I think that's the big development, the last couple games that we haven't seen. It seemed like a long time ago now and probably has been since we were complaining about only getting two targets against the Packers. Oh, no question. And two of the most notable things I thought Justin Fields said post-game was, one, he said, look, when you get the ball to DJ, good things happen, so we need to get the ball to DJ more. Great example of that. Everybody involved, Justin, Luke Getze, everybody with that offense has to, has to see, man, we threw him the ball eight times. He caught seven of them. 
230 yards and three scores. Like we'll cash in on that every single week. And the other thing is, is Justin said he was, he laughed out loud and basically said, I was surprised to see how often DJ was singled up. And there were times in the press box where you'd see them come to the line of scrimmage. You're like, really? They like, they're going to go to a, a single high look with a, a, a corner out here uh, playing man coverage against DJ Moore. And they're going to, they're going to they're gonna test themselves that way. Even that, uh, you know, the, the game winner that you mentioned just a minute ago or the, the game sealer, you know, that that pass from Justin Fields is it's it's a probably three quarters of a second late being delivered. And the DB jumps it. And even Darnell Mooney said that for a fraction of a second, he thought it was intercepted. If that pass gets picked off and goes the other way, we're having a totally different conversation. But instead, DJ Moore makes a great catch on it not only converts first down, but then takes it to, to the end zone. And again, it's like, this is the reason you have this dude in your building because he's a game changer and he changed the game all night long in Washington. And the bears are, are going to learn a lesson from that. You did remind me of another uh-oh moment though. Uh, the throws to Darnell Mooney weren't there and he could have, he was open. He got open and then just a couple times didn't just deliver uh, twice. So that's another reason why there was such a disproportionate number of, of passes thrown to DJ Moore and met so many yards by him because he, he missed Mooney. And th- that's something that uh, can't happen moving forward. No. And, and this, this is a big moment for the Bears offense because now you have defenses fearful of what Justin can do to you as a runner and a scrambler. You have defenses fearful about what DJ Moore has shown now for five games. I think there was a stat somewhere. I'll have to pull this up for our numbers package later in the week about uh, players who have had uh averaged at least a hundred yards and a touchdown in their first five games with a new team. The last guy to do this was Randy Moss with the Patriots. So it tells you what, what DJ Moore's instant impact for the bears has been. Well, now that opens things up for Cole Komet. Cole Komet's been productive the last two games. Now that should open a door for Darnell Mooney to be able to do a little bit more. And this is where, this is where good offenses become truly dangerous when it's just like, okay, they've got X, Y, and even Z taken away. Well, guess what? We've got another answer right here in our back pocket. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.